can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch the way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And today we'll be talking about the 1999, ooh, I don't even know what, he, what, what genre it is. Cult Fight classic? Club. Cult classic, fucked up. Thriller? Thriller. Drama? Comedy? Satire? Well, satire, yeah. Well, it's the 1999 film Fight Club, directed by David Fincher, starring Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, Elena Bottom Cotter, uh, Jared Leto. And my favorite dish, meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside me is Angel Face number one, Cousin Benny. How you doing? Hello, hello. And alongside us is Angel Face number two, our good buddy and one of our co-hosts, Ryan. How you doing? I'm good. How's my favorite space monkey? <laughs> doing great. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so like Robbie said, we're talking about David Fincher's Fight Club, based on a book which was written by Chuck Palahniuk, if you were curious about how to say his name. He's written a number of books and had a couple, I think definitely two, because I've seen Choke, but a couple movies and things like that come out based on his books. Um, Benny has not mm. seen this movie in a while. Robbie has never seen this movie. And Ryan, me. Hasn't seen it in, yeah, I don't know, 10 years-ish, something along those lines. So definitely uh, sort of fresh for all of us. But I'm curious, before getting into it, and before getting into that, please send us an email. ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. We have one this week. I love it. Please send us what you think about Fight Club. Or follow us on Instagram. Let the boys watch pod. And then you'll see what movie we're going to do. And then you can send us an email about it. I think that's pretty easy. Very easy. We'll Very hold your hand over here. I know. I mean, I will hold your hand because I love holding hands. <laughs> um, but what I want to know first is, Robbie, since you've never seen it, what were your impressions or what were your thoughts going into this movie? You know, you must have heard some stuff about it going in, you know, maybe 20 years ago. But what'd you think? Yeah, I haven't really, you know, heard a lot about it, so I didn't know what to think about it going in. Obviously, the title, you know, Fight Club, you, you're thinking it's a, uh, it's about just a fucking bunch of dudes fighting each other. <laughs> so I didn't know really what it was about. Like, obviously, I want to say, like, I've known my brother-in-law, The Wiz, since probably junior high, but, like, I haven't known him as, like, an actual individual, like, close person close personal friend um so i've known him now for like what almost 15 years and every year he brings it up maybe five or six times a year <laughs> he'll watch fight club 
And I say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch it. And I haven't. And then we started this podcast and, and uh, here I am watching it. So I'm not going to get into, you know, what I thought about the actual movie. We'll, we'll get into that later. But I didn't expect what I expected when watching this movie. It was it was quite a surprise. Um, yeah, I thought it was about a fight club. And I didn't know it was about all these other, you know, underlying issues and, and societal issues. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say what I thought about it. Because I'm going to save that, obviously, after this fantastic email. But yeah, I just thought it was a fight club and just a couple of dudes rolling around after seeing that iconic fucking post of Brad Pitt's fantastic fucking six pack. <laughs> the sexy six pack. And so I know we'll get into it later, but uh, were you not spoiled about the, I guess you could call it a twist. So was that surprising to you or are there a number of things surprising to you? Well, I have to uh, get a spoiler alert because I did. I knew the twist before uh, watching this movie. Damn! But it, it. it didn't change. My, it didn't change my uh, perception. I am the idiot who probably looked it up five years ago, uh, knowing I was knowing I was never going to watch it. But uh, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't change the, my my ratings or anything. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious. Um. So. Before we get into the, uh, you know, like overall impressions and plum scores, I did mention we got a fantastic email from one of our maybe loyalist listener, I'd mm -hmm. say. Benny, would you want to read it for us? Yeah, this is from uh, the First Lady of Re uh, Reservations, Queen wow. of the Dick to the Knee, the Queen. Queen Carbonara, I called her. She made some fantastic Carbonara <laughs> nice. last night. Nice. Um, but before I do, the Ryan, Countess of Carbonara. <laughs> yes. The Duchess of doing cooking. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, did you read the book? I did. Yeah, me too. I read Choke too, but I like forgot 100% what, uh, what that was. About. I read Choke also. And I feel like I remember liking Choke a little bit better, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, me too. I read those again like 20 years ago. I don't remember shit. Like I had to like refresh my memory a little bit. Isn't reading books such a waste of time? All these years <laughs> later, you don't even remember what the hell the thing was about. <laughs> I, honestly, like with most books, I just remember if I like them or not, and like kind of yeah. like how they made me feel. It's like that stupid saying, like you know, people won't remember what you said or did, but how you made them feel, like. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of books. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. All right, let's get into this one. Uh, the email is entitled, Let's Talk About Fight Club. Uh, Aya says, hello, boys. I'm interested to hear how Robbie finds this film after naming David Fincher as one of his top directors. Uh, as I think Fight Club is definitely in contention for his magnum opus. Admittedly, it's been a while since I last saw the movie, but it was interesting re-watching it at this age. Fitted with all the analysis heard about it, especially the one that Fight Club is technically a feminist film, as it tackles the fact that toxic masculinity is a destructive force. I think that's why this movie endures, because of all the discourse it elicits up till today. Even though it seems like a straightforward satire, there's so many levels for examination. But this also leads to people missing the point of the movie, and Fight Club is usually seen as a red flag when a guy proclaims it as his favorite movie, much like Clockwork, Orange, and Joker. Shots fired from my ear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> David You're Fincher. Not wrong, though. 
No, she she isn't. Uh, David Fincher was even quoted alluding to this sentiment. When my daughter was about nine years old, says Fincher, I went to a school function and she said, oh, I want you to meet my friend Max. Fight Club is his favorite movie. I took her aside and said, you are no longer to hang out with Max. You will <laughs> not be alone with Max. Uh, she added a an article for us to read, which we'll talk a little bit about after the email. Um, but she finishes up. Lastly, I want to shout out Brad Pitt's laugh in this movie. It's so maniacal and perfect. Also want to shout out one of my favorite movie scenes ever, the final scene. The iconic framing, that final line from Edward Norton, the way Where Is My Mind by the Pixies comes in. It's just so fucking cool. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the movie. Aya. Some of my best reading out loud. I might I might have to just say you that right now. You didn't stumble once. I know. No, I was, think that map great. did you a lot of good. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you guys think of the email? Loved it. Obviously, this is the type of email that I would love to get every week. If Aya wants to contribute every week, I would love it. But from the rest of you fucks listening, come on. That took Aya probably four minutes. Yeah, step your game up. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was great. And I loved a lot of the points she made. Uh, I agree with her completely that the, the last scene is, you know, one of my favorites uh, of any movie. Um I wouldn't say that, and we'll get to it later, but Fight Club is one of my favorite movies, but that scene is. Um, and yeah, some of the other points and the thing, including Fincher telling his daughter not to be alone with Max anymore <laughs> yeah. is is absolutely yeah. perfect because it's true. If if some dude says Fight Club is my favorite movie, he either hasn't seen enough movies or he's not someone you should be hanging around with. Yeah, and I think too, like, I mean, it could be... I, I mean, I'm not I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not in my top 10 or anything like that. But there are reasons why it could be someone in someone's list. But you have to probably preface it by explaining why you like it, because yeah, not right. just like, oh, it's just because, you know, Brad Pitt's so cool. And everyone's so fighting. Cool. Yeah. And like, let's let's take well, down consumerism. <laughs> yeah. So but no, she's right. Yeah. And it would have been a red flag for me probably 15 years ago. Just probably. saying. Yeah, yeah. If Maybe. she met, if she met you at a very strange time in your <laughs> yeah. life, fifteen years ago, <laughs> who knows what would have happened? Robbie wouldn't have got that stamp in his passport. <laughs> no, no, I would have never. <laughs> would have been wasted. <laughs> um, it, Robbie, did you have any thoughts on the email? Or should we get into some overall impressions and plum ratings? No, I thought it was you know eloquently written. I wouldn't expect anything less from from the. Uh, Late, uh, the first lady reservations, the uh, the countess of the cinephile. I just think that she's uh, <laughs> she's well versed in everything, she's well rounded, and I and I don't expect anything less. I thought it was a great email. I wouldn't, I couldn't write an email like that, and I thought it was uh, eloquent. The thing that I want to talk about, though, I guess that I'm, I'm naive or don't understand or no, don't have the, the correct definition of toxic masculinity, so um. If you can divulge on that for me, please, anybody. So I just think it's that whole attitude that um, Tyler has in the film about how, like, you know, like what Ryan mentioned, consumerism is bad. And, you know, we're going to just be men about this whole thing, beat the shit out of each other, cause chaos and like, you know, just be like that old, like ultra alpha male. Like, I feel like toxic masculinity, like there's alpha male and then like 
toxic masculinity is over that when it's just so over the top and like mm-hmm. so you know men rule the world and men are gonna be the ones to get us out of this like us returning to our primal urges is going to be what gets us out of this stupid consumeristic life that we lead like just that you know that his whole line of you you know the things you own end up owning you and and buying all these things don't make you happy that's you know that's where i see it in this when it comes to this movie i don't i mean i kind of disagree like i would say i wouldn't consider that part of his persona to be like toxic masculinity i think it's toxic for sure i guess depending on your um viewpoints of capitalism and consumerism etc but he definitely does display some toxic masculinity you know the alpha male type shit and you know controlling other people and stuff like that i mean i kind of always envisioned toxic masculinity as just basically like uh I I demand that we live life like it was the 50s and women wait hand and foot on me and I make all the decisions and fuck you if you don't like it like that. I don't know. That's how I see it. Um, so he I definitely think he has some elements to that, but I think it was intentionally very blurry because they were making this movie to be like somewhat of a satire on that toxic masculinity and stuff. Yeah. Um, but not only that, like every other movie we tend to watch, there's only one woman in it. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't get to see, you know, maybe Tyler's view viewpoint on women, which, right. you know, I, I mean, you kind of do. It's only one woman, but, you know, you, you could easily see him being very toxic in relationships. You know, when oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, spoiler, if he was a real person. <laughs> right. <laughs> That, you know, that side of. Uh, yeah, I know. You, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, please. I've, we've already begged twice. Any women out there that are listening that have seen Fight Club and would like to comment on what we just said or on Tyler Durden or whatever, please enlighten us because we're fucking stupid idiot guys. <laughs> we don't yeah, know what toxic it. masculinity is. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I don't know. Who wants to start with overall impressions? Uh, I can go first. We could save yeah, please. the God for last because it was his first time seeing it. I'm so excited to hear it. Me too. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned during the email, this was easily one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, 15, 20 years ago around when, you know, when I was in high school, it was, de- and I definitely had that, outlook on it where it was like oh man these guys are so cool and and fuck you know fuck authority and this is the way you should live your life like yeah like totally missing the point of the movie and watched it so many times like that's the thing like i haven't seen any movies but the movies i have seen i like latch on to sometimes and will watch them you know a thousand times so i was super interested in watching this again because i wanted to see you know like i said after all the analysis of it and me actually being older and understanding the movie, um, I was excited to watch it. And it definitely hit a lot different. You know, we we texted that, Ryan, uh, when I started watching, when you started watching the movie. Yeah. And I feel like while I loved it when I was younger, I appreciated it more now. And, you know, my love for it wasn't at the same level, but I definitely appreciated it more. And I it, it 
went from me thinking, oh, this is so cool to like, you know, this dude needs help like really bad <laughs> and like feeling bad the whole movie. So right. it was definitely watching it with, you know, brand new eyes. You know, we talk about those 2023 20, eyes when we watch some of these movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with, with a lot of what you said. Like, I don't think I latched onto it as much maybe as you did. But when I was younger, I definitely was like, like this movie is the coolest movie ever. It's like this in the matrix, both fucking sick action movies and whatever. Um, but watching it as a 40 plus year old male, like it hit so different. Like I appreciated a lot of the um, things that Fincher and, you know, the writing team and um, uh, Paul and Nick did with this story and satirizing a lot of things but I definitely was like watching it and almost in some cases being like, that's kind of lame. Like, like <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Brad Pitt. Like you have cool sayings. Like I definitely yeah. was like almost, almost being like, this isn't cool anymore, yeah. but it still is. Um, I think if, if you asked me again, yeah, 20 years ago, my plum scale would be off the fucking, it'd be, you know, 11, 12, whatever. It's yeah, much lower now. What? Engorged plums. Ex oh, <laughs> so engorged. Bluish hue. Elephantitis plums. <laughs> That's right. Um, I still, I love it for different reasons now. Um, it's, it's definitely doesn't hit. And maybe that's me being a fucking beaten down corporate shill now with, with like a family I, I don't know like it definitely i was just like all right yeah you hate fucking khakis sorry <laughs> yeah well i mean that too like you know i'm at a point in my life where like yeah no i do like the stuff that i like this little home that i made and like i enjoy right. those things so i mean i can understand the the thought process behind that stuff but yeah you know, I'm, I'm happy with my little life yeah no i think if i think if i was still poor I'd probably it would probably yeah, resonate. Yeah. Not that I'm not poor. I mean, I'm still fucking poor. But yeah. like when you're 21 and you're working a shitty job just to get by, just to get money, you know, beer money for the weekend and you have a shitty boss and like all this stuff like those things, you can relate to this movie so much more. And that's why all the space monkeys fucking latched on to Tyler Durden in this movie because he was saying exactly what they wanted to hear. So now, please, Robbie, what did you think? Well, I liked it. I, I think that I had um, a different perspective than you guys as you were seeing it as a 20-year-old. And it was like, you know, fuck the world and fuck everybody and everybody's yeah. out again. Um, I did kind of get like a little annoyed when he said, uh, you know, you buy things that you don't need. Or like people you don't care about or some shit like that, whatever he said, whatever Brad Pitt said. But I was thinking like like Benny was saying, like, I like buying those sneakers. I like <laughs> buying those clothes. I like buying that rice maker because that's what I like. I'm not doing it to make anybody else happy and I don't care. So I, I like, but it I didn't look at it from that perspective. That that some of those quotes kind of like kind of pissed me off, but I looked at it more of what I thought the message was. And that was, you know anti-consumerism what that what what that marketing does to people 
and make you know making people feel a certain way like if you're not if you don't have the house or if you don't have if you're not married you don't have this or you don't have that then you're not you know good enough mm-hmm. and it also played into the anti-establishment which i am i'm heavy anti-establishment but i'm not like gonna run up on the fucking capital and start drop kicking nancy pelosi's fucking podium <laughs> it's more along the lines of it's more along, along the lines of where i think that that politics is bullshit and it's it's used to to pit people up against each other and i think that if people came together in mass then we can do more more good you know but at the moment we don't and i think that this movie at, at that time period 1999 kind of opened up like this so this like this wound of like young men i think and this like boiling point and, and like this like this this boiling water in a pot and like you could see it now like 20 years later like with like the proud boys and all these people like all these men were like well fuck the establishment we need somebody you know to rise up against them and that's what you see like the rise of of conservative conservative politics and trump and all these people and i feel like it's always been there but it's it it you know it took like 30 years to just fuck come to the surface and another yeah. point i want to make also sorry is just like brad pitt and his character and ed norton those guys those characters in that time frame they're i don't want to say hatred but like anger to the to the boomer generation right and even you see it they even talk about the vw bug like basically like that was like (laughs) the flower power generation and now they're mass marketing to our generation while these people that were like flower power and hippies now they're corporate bosses and just fucking pushing shit on us that we don't really want don't really need so it's definitely and like we see it now it's definitely a big millennials type boomer type uh dynamic that goes on till this day so yeah i looked at i thought of looked at it differently um but i definitely get why people you know are so enthralled with this movie especially men I'm glad you brought that point up because like I was thinking the same thing, like thinking about guys like Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro. And like, that's like the toxic masculinity of like, like Ryan was saying, like, let's go back to the fifties and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So I I definitely appreciate that that you brought that up. Yeah, because I'm, I don't want to keep on going, but I mean, it's good discussion, but that's what I feel like this movie's about. Yeah. It's kind of corny with some of their lines. Um, but I just feel like this movie, I've like raised these kind of people, right? Like you said, like the 1950s go back, woman in the kitchen. I'm, I'm the fucking man in the house. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Get me on my fucking dinner as soon as possible. Um, but you see that and people latch onto that. Like you could see it. Like people latch onto those fucking losers, like Ben Shapiro and all those guys. And they, and they think it's cool. And even with those, even with that, that dude Andrew Tate nowadays like you see yeah. these people trying to be so toxic and so masculine and so alpha and it just brings out so many people that you didn't think were like that and it just brings an entire generation up to think like that and act like that and I mean you see where it's gone like you've seen like we talked about before jokingly but it's like January 6th and, and and all the violence that that has come up and continues to come up it's a different world and I feel like people look to this movie maybe sometimes to uh you know as the kickstarter i did like the movie i'm not shit on the movie at all but i'm just saying like you could see where yeah the undertone people might latch movie. on yeah yeah 
Well, that's the thing. That's the thing too. Sorry to cut you off, Ryan, but like, you know, this, that's the whole red flag of like why, you know, this is your favorite movie. And, you know, I, I definitely love the movie and, and like wanted it to be my personality when I was younger, but you know, when you're growing up and, and, you know, keeping your eyes open and like actually taking in the world around you, you realize like, yeah, I mean, that's a fun movie, but like, it's a little, you know, a little ridiculous and, and no one's gonna, no one should act like that. Right. Yeah. But some and people sh- don't and some people latch on. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's probably still younger men, especially that watch this movie and, and latch on to it. And I'm sure if any, if anyone under the age of probably like 30 is listening to us or watching this, they're probably like you old fucks. Like <laughs> you, you're, you're consumer shills. Like you, you got the establishment got you and this and that. And like, we would say that it didn't, but like to other, to people younger than us, especially and angrier than us, def- they would think that we definitely are. And, and we would say that we're not. And I get that you know, weird. And I get that. But then I would ask them, okay, so what are you doing differently about it then? Right. You exactly. know what I'm saying? So like, Anybody can say anybody can say what they want to say. I can say whatever. I want. But the thing is, like, okay, so what are you going to do about it then? You're just going to sit there and bitch on the internet. Well, I, and, that's you know, exactly what they're going to do, Robin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, I, th- I think the three of us, I think we're we're smart people. I think we know that politics is bullshit and consumerism is bullshit and marketing is bullshit, and we understand that. But there is there is things like that are nice to have a, a, right. a, a home and an apartment is nice to have it's it's not the quote-unquote american dream but what the fuck else are you gonna do you know you you strive to you strive to make good money so you can have good living you work just to work and just to support your family and and whatever you do on the outside of that is just just your way of life i mean it just it just makes it just makes its way for a lot of a lot of bitter people but i understand the sentiment of how you guys thought of it as 15 20 year olds i would think of it the same way like yeah fuck the establishment fuck them fuck the corporate world it's all bullshit but it's also life yeah no it's that it's and that's how it is now and that's how it'll be in 20 years when the new crop of young angry people come up it's just how it is um so should we get into plum ratings that was quite a conversation but i loved it and i expected at least at least that and i'm sure we may even talk about it more but i expected yeah. that from this movie um who wants to go first why don't you go first all right so the, inf- the infamous corporate shill mr ikea himself call me fuck i actually don't own anything from ikea so the, fuck a dick. The, cou- the couch i'm sitting on right now is from IKEA. there you go um <laughs> All right, Johnny Pottery Barn over here. Why don't you go next? <laughs> nah. Um, just Green call me Erwin R. Scheister. <laughs> what a name. Maybe the best wrestling name ever. No, one of the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like I said before, if we if we did this podcast 20 years ago, which if we did, I mean we'd be innovators, but we didn't. So um I probably would have said, I don't know, somewhere in the nines, probably. Um but I think now watching it this weekend, I definitely was like, I love this movie. There's so much good about it. You know, David Fincher, amazing director. Uh, 
like Benny and I were saying, we read uh, the books. I do like Chuck Palahniuk uh, as a as a writer. I haven't read any of his newer stuff, but I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go eight point four um, because it's it's very good, but it's not at the level of some of the other movies that we've watched recently that are. Um, you know, much higher Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with eight point four. Mm. Interesting. Was that shocking if, to you? I don't know if you saw the reaction that I gave to that. Because, I did. Uh, you know, like you, I probably would have rated it in the nines. You know, and again, especially after watching some of the movies we've watched in the short time doing this, um, that definitely had an effect on my score, and. Very shockingly, I went with an 8.4 for this one. So oh. same exact score. Wow. Um, you know, there was there was a couple things about the movie that, uh, you know, watching something like Pulp Fiction and Shawshank, there were a couple of actors that like annoyed me. They weren't great. Um, I know, you know, it's a movie, but like shooting yourself in the head and then being able to like talk and like not bleed out immediately was kind of like I, I always hated the end of the movie for that, even though we got that fantastic final shot and, and quote um, that always kind of took me out of it a little bit. But yeah, 8.4. I mean, no need to really expand on it that much. Um, still liked it, you know, enjoyed it and especially enjoyed it watching it um, all these years later from a different viewpoint. Love it. Yeah. So um yeah, I think it's a, a lot different, like you said, with Shawshank, which I love, and it's a story about you know hope and friendship and hope fiction, a story about redemption. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There was some there were some uh, points in this movie where I was like, "Do I like this movie?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I I grew to like it. Benny, same with you. It's like, how did he not? How was his brains not blown to bits? <laughs> How did he shoot he himself? Cheap. All right. And yeah. I was like, okay. But then Brad Pitt's brain was blown out. Spoiler alert. But I understand that. Um, I think it was 15 minutes too long. Um, you know, I love the Finch. Social Network's in my top three movies of all time. I absolutely love the Social Network. Everything about it. I could watch that fucking 50 times a year. So I'm going to go and uh, similar to like the IMDb, I'm going to go. Um, 8.6 for uh, Fight Club. I thought that it was a, a good movie with a good message. Great acting by Brad Pitt, um, Edward Norton, and Eleanor Bonham Carter. I thought they were fantastic in this movie, especially Brad Pitt. Um, not that many people in the movie annoyed me. There was one dude that annoyed me, but everybody else was 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 fairly good. And, and uh, I did like somebody. There were a lot of laugh out loud moments and a lot of uh, good dialogue in this movie, which kept me going. Quick question. This is Brad Pitt's best acting performance. Oh, honestly, it could be. I, I really, I was thinking about that. I would have to go probably this number one. I think, I think so. And I think maybe like Moneyball too. And I was going to say Moneyball. And uh, uh, what the fuck is that called? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood three. And, yeah. Whoever he whoever he was in uh the big short four. He, he was he was great in this movie, man. I love mm -hmm. Brad Pitt. 
Oh, uh, you know what? I think maybe 12 Monkeys might be his best. Have you guys ever seen that movie? No. No. Oh, uh, what if that's a fucking movie right there? Um he just he just plays like a fucking psychopath in that movie. Um very good. Maybe we'll watch that someday, but yeah, I think you guys are right. Um I think too like I mentioned that that maniacal laugh it's just so good it's so good um i know this is like a stupid one to say but i really love him in oceans 11 no he's great in that movie i love him in that movie i love how he's always just eating something in in every scene (laughs) no (laughs) no he's i mean he's a great actor he's in a lot of good things that movie bullet train he was good in just oh yeah yeah that was good um, the fuck else has he been been in? That you guys watch anybody watch Dave? Oh, the Inglorious Bastards, guys! Come on! Oh, I forgot about that. Oh man! Ah, oh. stupid question. Why did I ask that? You're stupid. But we did get this conversation about Brad. He Pitt, was so. good in Burn After Reading. Did you guys ever see that movie? No. Oh, he's fantastic in Meet Joe Black. Help! I well, I didn't see that. I made that up. I think I would fucking watch Meet Joe Black. Oh, Snatch! Did you guys ever see Snatch? Ah, uh, Snatch as well. Snatch, oh, I, so Snatch. Good. I watched once again, probably around the same time as I was watching this movie, and I don't think I understood one word of that movie. So I need to rewatch it with subtitles at some point. Oh, Snatch and was seven. Awesome. Oh, I never seven. seven. You never seen? We gotta seven? watch that at some point. Yeah. I don't know Halloween. I don't even watch so don't worry about it. Ah, uh, shit. You're the worst. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big spoil guy. What'd you do? Uh, look it up Wikipedia? Yeah, I spoil myself. That's just what I do. <laughs> I'll do that sometimes. Like if I'm watching a show and I'm like, I hate it, but I want to know what happens, I'll just stop watching and just read the plot summary. Yeah, I do that when I'm like watching a documentary on Netflix. I'm like, this sucks. And then I just go to Wikipedia and I find out what happens in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so all right good plum scales i kind of figured it'd be in that realm um i'm still i still cannot wait for a movie for like one of us to really fucking hate and give it a shitty score i'm sure one day it will happen yeah um but if we fucked up please let us know send us an email or comment on our fucking instagram or something like bart there, that fuck yeah go fuck yourself <laughs> That was yeah. That was the closest we've all been on one movie. Yeah, I think you're right. Fuck you, um, Bart Meister. Oh <laughs> fuck, he def- he was probably at in Washington on January sixth with that. Pro- oh, oh, he definitely was. He definitely was. <laughs> Fucking was. Um. So let's talk about characters. Should we start with favorite or least favorite? I will say favorite. Oh, let's go. You said it first. The same thing happened yeah. last week, too. I know. You said you it first. We'll go least. I think we should let Robbie go first. Yes. Please, Robbie. Okay, so this is going to be quick. I can't find him. I'm trying to find him on IMDb. Uh, it's that fucking douchebag that was outside of the house waiting to get in, the first guy. Um, the young kid. The young kid, he just sucked as an actor. And all this to me is just if you suck as an actor, you're making this list. I'm checking it twice. I don't give a fuck if you're naughty or nice. I didn't like this fucking guy. I forgot his name, but 
Was he, he the one? Stunk. Did, was he the mechanic? Is that him? No, no, the mechanic. That's that's my man from Mindhunter. Oh, okay. Um, it's the guy that's outside the first. I know which guy you're talking about. I was just trying to find him. The, the guy who comes out and tells Angel Face he's too blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's ripping fucking poor uh Robert Paulson. Yeah. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my guy. I don't I don't uh I don't know your name, but you suck and you annoyed <laughs> me. And don't yell at Jared Leto. The guy's got a face of a fucking god, please. Jared Leto seems like such a douche. He's very, very strange fucking guy in my so-called life. Um, Benny, you want to go or do you want me to go? Sure, I'll go. Um, yeah. my least, my least favorite character is the mechanic and wow. uh, McCallany, and he like, I I liked Mindhunter too, but I always felt like he was kind of a a shitty actor. Like, I mean, not shitty. He's okay. But he's just not up to the level that I wanted him to be at in Mindhunter because Jonathan Groff was so awesome. Um, all the other actors are so awesome in Mindhunter. He was just like, I don't know. He's just not at that next level that you know I wanted him to be at. But in this movie, he was even a little bit greener, I feel like. And just like a lot of deadpan delivery and no emotion and stuff like that, which, I mean, it's kind of the point in this movie, but it, it just didn't hit for me. Um so he kind of annoyed me, so I went with the mechanic as my least favorite character. Sorry, Robbie. That's okay. Hey. <laughs> he was like that in Mindhunter, too, I felt like. Just deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. With Jonathan Groff all day. All day. Twice on, on Sunday when I'm watching Hamilton back-to-back. You say... <laughs> Hamilton? Yeah, we should we watch Hamilton. Give me a fucking 15 across the board. <laughs> you know, for a long time... I had a very I was very loud about hating Lynn Manuel Miranda. I think my hate is gone. I might actually like him now. Why? Because he he makes your son docile. He he, he makes my son he makes a lot of movies that my son likes. Yeah. <laughs> Moana, fucking Encanto. Love it. Um anyway, my least favorite character, uh is probably the guy who sprays the priest with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> this, listen, I'm no man of God, but you don't spray people with a hose. That's not nice. He's just trying to get to fucking church. He got his Bible all wet. I was going to say, when he like attacked the Bible with the hose, I was laughing. It was funny, though. He knocks it out of his fucking hand <laughs> yeah. and sprays it. Um I just picked him because I didn't really have a good choice. And <laughs> he was the first one that came to my brain. Love it. Yeah. So since I went last, I'll go first. My most favorite character is going to surprise you. Uh-oh. It is Marla Singer. I fucking stole it. <laughs> <laughs> um, li- listen, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are both fucking amazing in this movie and you know I love Ed Norton in a lot of things I love Brad Pitt and Tyler Durden and the narrator slash Jack slash Rupert slash Cornelius um, amazing characters but I don't know Marla just is just a, she kind of makes the movie go a little bit you know I like 
she i mean she's the one who basically makes the narrator realize that he's tyler um Mm -hmm. he's she's the one who fucks him up at as being a tourist you know they fall in love um but just her character in general is just so interesting um so that's why i picked marla um just some of the shit that she would just walking in traffic not giving a fuck stealing clothes just ripping cigs nonstop. <laughs> Heavy cigs. Absolutely cigs. ripping them. Uh and you know, some of the shit she would say, like, I've been fucked like that since grade school. <laughs> just some of the wild shit she would say. But it just very interesting character. And I find it also hard to split up the narrator and Tyler because they are the same person technically. Yeah. So that's why I went with Marla. Benny, I hope you have a backup. I do. Real quick, um, sorry. Oh, go please go ahead. Um, the original line was, I want to have your abortion, I think. Yes. And, Finch, <laughs> and the exact or whatever said to David Finch, he's like, you got to cut that out. He's like, I'll cu-. he goes, I'll cut it out, but you can't say no to the next thing or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was worse than the abortion <laughs> line. Yeah, it was like he tried to make, he purposefully made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you, you stole my pick. Just I, I just want to touch on it real quick before you know I give my answer, but yeah, I I love her as an actress. Uh, oh, of course, I, especially like she has. I'm, I'm, but I know she's a beautiful woman. I'm not I'm not saying anything, but she just has that strange look to her, and it fits so well in this movie. And like you know, you could have done any number of like a list ten out of ten smoke show actresses, and like it wouldn't have hit the same. Because she just has that unique look to her, and and she always plays that that off kilter person. So I thought she was perfectly casted for this movie. And like you said, Ryan, she she you know you see that soft side to her too. Like you know she's like that has that hard and exterior shell, but the way that Tyler slash narrator is fucking with her the whole time, even though he doesn't realize it, you know, the way she she plays that, I, I think is just so good. Um, but my backup pick will be Edward Norton as the narrator. Um, I love I love him in this movie. I think between this and Rounders, they were like, honestly, if I if I wasn't watching one movie, I was watching the other. I think at this point in my life. So do you think you're uh, a gambler? I did. I played a lot of poker. I thought I was going to, you know, I was going to be a mechanic in, in poker and be dealing from the bottom of the deck. Um, but I think he's awesome as an actor. I notoriously kind of a weird dude right or like puts people off really um yeah i think he's got kind of a little bit of an ego or something like that Um, very hard hard to work with yeah that's what i'm looking for yeah but i I just love especially this you know once he finds out that he's you know he's got the split personality just the way he plays that and the manicness in him i I just think he's great so he's my backup pick Well, nobody saw mine, so thank God. <laughs> and this is just because of how he played it, um, not because I I have an alter ego and really want to be this character. And uh, <clears throat> but the, my favorite character is Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden. I thought he was just amazing. He made the movie for me. Um, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how long I would stay in it. Uh, just the charisma that he has on the screen, man. I mean, he just the the character Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt's so fucking cool. The guy can the guy 
was wearing a teapot like robe and i'm like this guy's fucking <laughs> this this guy can wear anything he's wearing he's yeah. got the fucking shirt he's got the, the sunglasses he's got the red leather jacket i mean he could do whatever he want but like i could see why people would latch on to this character and his sayings and his sentiments and how they felt at the time of this movie and you know fuck the establishment but he's just shredded to the gills it's very uh i guess superficial as pick for me but I just thought he carried the movie, man. I mean, it, it, most of my favorite scenes was 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 Brad Pitt based, Tyler Durden based. I just, you know, his little monologues here and there. But I just love the way that Brad Pitt acted. I mean, he fucking dominated this movie, and he made the movie for me. Everything, everything about it. And uh, one thing I just hate is like when somebody can just look so good in in any pair of clothes, and it, it just annoys me because I, I can never get that. And I think I've been striving for that my entire life. And maybe maybe I'm just because I'm like too short, but he just there's this guys that can just pull it off and he's one of them. Well, the two the two outfits I think about when you say that is the suit that he's wearing when he's on the plane that's like so vintage and like should not work for anybody anymore outside of the 1960s and 70s. And then at the end, when he's got the buzz cut and he's wearing that huge jacket, I don't remember if he doesn't have a shirt under it, but he, or he's got that tank top. Yeah. But it's just the, the most outlandish stuff, but he just makes it look so freaking cool. And, you know, it's it's hard not to get the engorged plums when you're looking at that man on your screen. Oh, my God. I had to put a pillow between my plums. <laughs> <laughs> you had to ice them down. Right? <laughs> ice the plums. <laughs> Robbie, you look sharp as fuck in everything you wear. All right. That's oh, true. thank you. I appreciate it. Well, catch me next time with the fucking oversized coat, uh, <laughs> like a fucking crop top and big red glasses. You could pull it off. You think so? It's all about confidence, babe. Yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> you could he, and he has no lack of confidence in this movie. And that's no. too like, you know, not to the people in the movie because they see Edward Norton, but to the people that latch on to the movie. Sometimes it's not even the message, but the messenger and like how fucking cool he is in this movie. I think that's what like people, you know, can latch on to as well. Yeah. Listen, charismatic people. That's why they're cult leaders and politicians and like shit like that. Like, cause people latch on to cool or, or interesting people. I mean, some politicians are fucking lame as fuck, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. If you listen to Ted Cruz, we're talking about you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so charismatic. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I don't think, have we ever done a least favorite scene first? Should we do that? We could do that. Yeah, let's do it. I'll go first on this because I want to go last. Oh, um, I want to go last on the the favorite favorite. Yeah, I, I know because I got a few. Okay. Um, my least favorite scene. Hmm. I'm gonna go him. All right, I'm gonna go with him at the narrator at the testicular cancer uh group support just group. because yeah just because i have such an irrational feel fear of <laughs> yeah. all things cancer so it always yeah. makes me feel weird and plus while i love meatloaf in the movie like the whole him burying his face in the titties always makes me feel weird and it's just such a an odd scene for me not that i think it's a bad scene but it's just the one that i i don't like the most so yeah, it always makes me anything when people talk about cancer and all that stuff, it always makes me feel awkward and thinking about getting your balls lopped off. Ah. Uh, not great. So 
that's my least favorite. Surprised that you wouldn't want to put your face in between some titties, Penny. <laughs> well, I want to put my <laughs> face in between Meatloaf's real titties, not the face one. The that's, fake true, ones. that's true. That's, that's what true. blew it for me. Yeah. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Please. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Please. I didn't realize how many movies he was in. He's in some things. Yeah. For him. Um, also, meatloaf is a quality dish. Every once in a while, we had it like last week. It was good. Yeah, it's the fucking best. Yeah. Only homemade, though. Yeah. Only homemade. Yeah. Um, Robbie, you want to go next? You want me to? Uh, what was my least favorite scene? Fuck, I forgot. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Ryan, you can go, please. All right. Um, I don't know why this scene was jumping out to me. Um, at the uh, during this last rewatch, but the the scene at the bar when they're you know the, he's his apartment blew up and they're just talking and whatever. I felt like like while the lines that Brad Pitt was saying were like good. It, they felt like they were shoved in there because they were like, like everyone was hanging out thinking about cool lines to say uh, in this movie. And they kind of like, like shoved some of them in. So he's like, I say, you know, do this and like be different. always improve. And like, I don't know, for some reason, it just, it didn't ring true to me. It just felt like they were shoving lines in. And maybe it's because, I mean, he's not a real person like so it's these phrases that ed norton is is manifesting so i'm i'm almost like talking myself out of it right now but i'll stick with that just because i have to make a choice i'm gonna have to go with and because it was just, this scene which is very painful to watch i think when the narrative kicks the shit out of jared leto that was yeah, fucking. That was tough. That was painful to watch because, you know, you saw that and you just saw him, him getting his ass kicking the blood everywhere. I think that's my least favorite scene because just because of that, it was a, uh, it was pretty gruesome, gruesome to watch. I mean, seeing Meatloaf's skull not there was also gross, but uh, I didn't really have like a least favorite scene, and yeah. I would, I just feel like, I, like I feel like all the movies that we watched so far, it wasn't like. A, a scene where I was like, this scene fucking sucks. It was scenes that were like, you know, with uh, Brooks hanging himself and and Tarantino just sucking at acting. But other than that, it wasn't <laughs> like I hated I hated these scenes. But this was a tough one to watch. A scene him get the shit kicked out of him over and over again. Yeah, Especially yeah, I agree. That, like that face. Yeah, there was right? nothing. There were no scenes that stuck out to me of, of like I don't like this scene. Like they right. were they were all. Help the, the story go forward. I can understand what you were saying, you know, Ryan, about that that scene, but maybe it was things that he was just manifesting and always had in the back of his mind of the doubts of the way he was living his life and and the you know the personal guilt he felt about yeah. being so you know consumer heavy. No but... matter what happens, the sofa situation is handled. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. It just like seemed weird, but yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Is just like put that in there and get this manifestation of this cool ass person uh, on the screen and you know, whatever. Cause then, I mean, the very next scene's amazing. Hit me as hard as you can, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so good. And let's be honest, you're never going to buy one couch for the rest of your life, no matter how good it is. That no, thing's getting replaced at some point. My couch is a fucking nightmare right now. I can't wait to replace it, but 
it's going to get ruined the second I buy one. So I'm going to hold on to it. Yeah. All right. Favorite scenes. Robbie. Oh, so Benny, you want to go first? I want to go last. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of mentions, but I, this scene stuck out to me the 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 first time and the only time I watched the movie. It was the uh, the chemical burn scene. Great scene. That <clears throat> that was my my favorite scene of the movie. I don't know why it was my favorite scene of the movie. I just loved the intensity of it, of just Brad Pitt and everything he was saying to uh, to Ed Norton, the narrator in the scene. Um, I'm doing a bad job because I can't really expound on it, but something about that scene I just I just love. Um, Everything about Tyler Durden and Brad Pitt's characters always trying to deliver a message about I don't know how fucked up life is and and you know every second I, I think that was Ed Norton who said that and narrated what every minute that passes or something like that I'm doing a bad job at that but whatever okay you only watched it once man the chemical burn scene is my favorite scene <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's fucking that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I I don't want to take it because it's such the easy choice. It's the maybe the biggest chalk scene of all the movies we've watched. But the last scene with the buildings exploding, the Pixies playing. I mean, Aya mentioned it in her email. Um, Ed Norton, you know, you met me at a very strange time in my life. Like, it's I'm getting chills thinking about it right now because it's that good of a scene. Um, and there's a lot of other ones, but I'm going to pick that one just because of everything that I will love about this movie that will endure no matter how old and fucking corporate and, and fucking privileged I get, I'll still think of that scene and love it. Love that. Um, few to pick from here, but I'm going to maybe go a little weird on this pick and say one of my favorite scenes and and my favorite scene uh is the morning after marla sleeps over for the first time yeah and you're and you're first starting to get that like uh weird yeah something's weird here and they're they're laying those first clues that um you know tyler is the narrator and i just love it's almost like a, a stage play where Marla leaves and then Tyler comes in and then Tyler leaves and Marla comes back in. And then he makes that comment of like, they never, you know, they never seem to be in the same room. And my parents pulled this act flawlessly for, you know, 15 years or whatever. And, you know, just the way she's reacting to the thing, uh, Marla's reacting to the things that Ed Norton is saying, like, like I said, they're planting that seed that something's off here and we're, you know, we're off to the races as far as like the whole, schizophrenia thing is 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 going so i i always love that scene and i you know i just think that's played so perfectly agree you want to do your any mentions benny <laughs> or any or robbie robbie give me give me an any mensch uh my any mensch is the pick a fight with a stranger scene yeah. i thought that was fucking very funny <clears throat> i thought that was cool uh, i enjoyed that um yeah, I thought that was just a fun, just a fun little fucking anecdote in a movie of a of a pretty serious serious movie and some serious scenes. So I thought that was cool, just trying to pick a fight. The priest, the guy just splashing water on everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the guy one of my the car dealership. 
Yeah, chasing <laughs> yeah. him around. Yep. That, that was fucking funny. So that was one of my favorite scenes. Agree. Okay. Um, uh, one of my ani, one of my ani mentions is, and I, you know, I definitely wouldn't put this in, in contentions for my favorite scene, but I just love when they're talking about Tyler being the projector guy at the theater and how he he splices in the porn or whatever and then they do that you know the the thing with the cigarette burns and he points to the screen like right when the cigarette burn comes up um yeah i yeah i love that but did you notice robbie the subliminal images during the beginning of the movie the the flickering yeah i did there was a couple of, of Tyler Durden's that popped up uh, in the first, I guess, like half hour of the movie or so. And then they, they dropped in the dick at the end of the movie. Too. That was like, fucking, <laughs> that made me, that made me laugh so, so much when I saw that dick at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's one of my Ani mentions. Ryan, you got any? But Ryan, yeah, well, sorry, sorry, Ryan. Go but, ahead. But, but you were saying like, that was one of my favorite endings in a movie ever just the way the pixies come in as the buildings are crumbling to the ground was it just is amazing i loved it the song choice i mean perfect a plus home run it was it's it's one of the greatest endings to a movie with that song put in i've ever seen yeah it might be like one of the if not the best but the best um like music cinematic pairing like ever um and i was it was funny because i was thinking how funny it would be to like put in another um pixie song because it's pixies here comes your man in that end that would just been so funny (laughs) but before i give an ani mention i actually i realized i do have a least favorite scene and it's not the guy spraying the priest with the hose that I actually like that scene. It's when Brad Pitt is fucking with all the food because they had nothing pisses me <laughs> off more than people fucking with food. Don't do that shit. That's disgusting. Yeah. You're a real scumbag. If that if real you know. scumbag. And yeah. that's, you know, like seeing that and like the fact that he was, you know, maybe this is now the father in me, but like splicing porn into family movies, like dude, that's <laughs> fucked up. Like, you can't I do like- that shit. I love how it happens, and then they cut to that one. I think it was a girl, yeah, and she just crying. like take yeah. She takes a second and then just starts bawling. <laughs> yeah, like like that shit. Like I get it. You're like you fuck fuck the establishment and like you know whatever. And and yeah, but don't I'm fuck not, with kids. Yeah, don't fuck with kids. Don't fuck with people's food. Like you want to blow up a Starbucks or like a fucking uh, corporate art or like whatever. Like go ahead, that doesn't bother me. But eh, I don't like that shit. Um. But yeah, I mean, a couple Ani mentions. Uh, I I'll give one to start. Um, I think the um, the first fight scene um, between Tyler and the narrator, um, and then just for whatever reason, the end when they're just sitting there together, sharing a beer, and they're just like, "That was fun. We should do that again." Um, love that scene. Um, I don't know if you guys have any more. I do. So I have a good bookend to that. Yeah. And it's it's the last time that they're sitting together yeah. in the hotel room when he like says, you know, you're me and all that kind of stuff. And and just that conversation that they have. And I think, spilling, you know. yeah. And then <laughs> spilling into the 
the final fight scene that they have, you know, when he's in the van trying to disconnect the wire and just all the little things that Tyler is saying to him. And he's like, yeah, but what if I was, what if I knew you were going to think about the green wire? So I was thinking about that the whole time. And then uh, he disarms the bomb. They go outside of the van and Tyler starts kicking the shit out of him and he shoots the gun at, at the van. And he's like, whoa, you are now firing a gun at your imaginary friend. Yeah. Uh, so just that that whole like last fight scene that they have is so is so fun. And it's like Brad Pitt, like at his, you know, most maniacal. Um, and, and it's just fun to watch him like that, like just going off the deep end. And, you know, just that whole like end building up until the final scene is great. I also like I, seeing. Go, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I don't know why this reminded me of it, but it did. I just I liked seeing how big this got, how big Fight Club slash Project Mayhem got. And by that time, when we see Brad Pitt again, when Ed Norton finally like realizes what's going on, he's like a cult leader at this point where has infiltrated everything, you know, the cop, the cops at the police yeah. station you know, every the waiter at the restaurant they're at, clean food, please. Um, <laughs> you know, just whatever. And then I even remember from one of the few things I remember from the book is actually the ending is different. Um, the narrator wakes up in a mental institution, not hanging out with Marla, watching buildings explode. And it turns out some of the employees of the <laughs> mental hospital are members of Fight Club slash Project Mayhem. Um, so it's just, you know, it was just, it was cool, but scary to see like how big it got. And like, it almost had some, uh, echoes to me of like what we talked about earlier and like all the underground quote unquote groups that are assembling around yeah, the country like these days. Some of the members of the police are in it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. Um, my last Donnie Mensch, I, you know, I don't want to go all night with this, but is the scene where Lou comes into the basement of the bar. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Come on, Lou. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that that was just so fucking good. You know, again, you know, that's where we get. The, I think that's the first time we get the maniacal laugh from Brad Pitt. And just the way he's like, you know, every time he hits him, he's like, you know, I don't think I got it. I need, I need it one more time. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when he's like, yeah, OK, OK, OK. No, I I lost it. I lost it, Lou. And then just just the way he fucking jumps on top of him and like sprays the blood all over him, and he just goes full. You don't know where I've been. Yeah, he goes full psycho on him, and then you know Lou backs down and lets him keep it. Um, such a great scene, man. Such a great scene. It's so crazy thinking, um, because they don't show all these scenes, but thinking that it was actually the narrator doing all this shit, yeah. Like, it's crazy to think that and it how different like think about almost how different it would have appeared to other people that because Ed Norton was like kind of frail, like unassuming, you know, just Sarah plain and tall type of shit. Um, whereas Brad Pitt is hot as fuck and like cool and whatever. So I just feel like maybe it would have been even more captivating to see this scrawny type of just regular ass dude doing all this crazy shit like maybe yeah. that's why he was uh, everyone was so you know into it yeah and it's it's weird to think of too you know you mentioned the scene with the cops 
on some level, he knew the whole time he was both people because he was constantly setting that he's putting those fail. Tyler was putting those fail safes in. We're like, oh, you said you would say that. Yeah. So Tyler knew, but the narrator didn't. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely said you'd say that. (laughs) Yeah. I like when he goes to the, that one bar final and he's like the guy in his fucking traction. He's just like, you, this isn't a test, is it? <laughs> yeah. Robbie, you got any more Ani Menches? Um, yeah, that's that just generic Brad Pitt scene down in the basement when he gives his little speech. Um, you know how everybody's lied they lied to about um they want to become, you know, rock stars and millionaires and and when they finally realize that they're not gonna become these people that you know they were sold then that's when they freak out and that's when they get angry, which is kind of true, I think. And I think that's that's the funny part. Like, I don't know. I, I When he says, we like, they had no great war. No great depression. I, no great depression. Like, the depression is in, their, in our minds. I, I get that. But it's like, do you need a, a war to, like, make you feel like more of a man or, or accomplished? Like, that's the things that, like I'm glad that that didn't happen to. I mean, obviously, you look at the you know Afghanistan, Iraqi war, and like that. But I'm glad that that shit didn't happen to our generation or things it, like instead that. Instead, we got two recessions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and a shit ton of student loan debt. A shit ton yeah, of student we, loan debt, and that's, and, and that's what you can look at with this movie. That's why get people are pissed off because you you yeah. sold us to, you know, go to college, you know, take out loans, get good jobs get the good pay and that doesn't happen and people fucking realize that and they're angry which they have every right to be angry because you know you sold a, a bill of goods and and nothing comes out of it and you even look at it now it's like you buy a home okay interest rates are up you know housing's the prices aren't going down you know nobody has money for a down payment it's all this bullshit that that i feel like our generation is 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 up against where you, you have to hear the boomer generation saying, "Well, you know, pull, pull up the old bootstraps." That's right. You know, like while well, they bought, go their in houses. and give that manager a firm handshake. Yeah, <laughs> and say, yeah. "I'm not coming back until I get a job." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, personally, walk personally walk your resume up. When I first started, like so, it's it's all these opportunities that they had, and they flipped the flipped the script and changed the game. And we're you know on the receiving end of working hard for less pay and. You know, going through all these things, so I understand why people get upset and shit like that. And uh, oh yeah, it's a it's a definitely a a weird dynamic. And I think that what we say as millennials and and older people are true. It's not like we're bitter. We bust our fucking ass every day. We work hard. We 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 try to live a good life. And you know, sometimes you just you just get the short end of the stick. And for those people to to tell you things. And to tell you just to work work a little harder while they went to college for a couple of fucking buffalo nickels, uh, I don't want to. I, I got. I just. I just don't want to hear it. I, I. I. You're all fucking hypocrites, and you just need to shut the fuck up. Ah, oh, I agree, and I think, like I said in the beginning, you know, I'm. I've been softened in the last few years because, and not because I got lucky. I mean, I worked hard for it, but if I was still struggling and wasn't so lucky, like I would definitely still be angry and probably still latch on to some of the messaging of this movie in a different way than I do now. 
And I don't think I'm not saying that people that do latch onto it are wrong or that I'm wrong for, for not or whatever. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of beliefs out there. There's a lot of a, a wide spectrum of, of people's successes uh, and failures. So it's like, I get why people did this. And I understand why myself at a younger age, when I was struggling, latched onto this, but I'm just at a different place in my life. So I, I saw it differently, but you, everything you said is right, Robbie. Yeah. It's like those days of like, and I don't want to go on a fucking anti-America rant, but those days of like 30 years at a job, you know, working there and those days are over and right. who knows what's what's going to happen in the future with you know the threat of ai and all these things so it's 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 a tough time for people and people are just trying yeah. to do their their best and they don't want to hear somebody who had every opportunity in the world tell them what to do and what not to do like i know and next whatever. week i could get laid off and be fucking angry as fuck of course man it's just yeah and and that's the kind of fear that, that everybody lives in you know being laid off for or losing your home and all these things and it's, it's it's a tough thing but we still get up and do it every single day so i give i give our generation a lot of fucking credit for never giving up and always working hard and and always you know seeing the light in the tunnel tunnel or holding out hope so if any boomers are listening go fuck yourselves but we love <laughs> you do it and like and subscribe too it's gonna be a rough week in that house. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they get it. They get it. So they know. They know where I'm coming from. Robbie, 2024. Yeah, and and if you're listening, Brassmaster, that's for you too. Go fuck yourself. Whoever that guy was that fucking told us to go scratch. He was Brain probably fraud. a fucking troll. Yeah. yeah, no, he was. Sorry, I went on a little anti-establishment rant, but hey, I'm passionate about that stuff. That's cool. I, I would follow you to the ends of the earth. And blow up financial buildings. Yeah. Let's eliminate some credit card debts. We all live fucking scot-free. That'd be nice. It's all all in the fucking cloud now. I know. You can't. It wouldn't work now. It's all in different data centers across the fucking United States. Well, can't you just like shoot some like rockets into the clouds to. uh, Yes. Oh, that's true. Yes. They have to be nuclear uh, missiles, though. As as our prez said about the hurricanes. That's right. (laughs) They are. They're literal clouds where all the data is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um so is there anything that you can think of that you would be able to do to make this movie better i don't know this might be a tough one while it it, at least for me while it may not have scored as high as some of the other movies i don't really know if i have any because it's just such a unique movie i I've said it a number of times. I'm not smart enough to to make this better with such a unique plot and characters and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if I have anything. Hopefully you guys do. Maybe I'll expound on that. Uh, I do. I, the only thing I would make different is I mentioned it, you know, early on is the gunshot to the head that <laughs> and it's it's so it's such a stupid nitpick to have because it's I guess it's a movie. It's right. It's a it's a crazy story to begin with. So like of all the things, but I just wish that there was another way because it's yeah for some reason, man. That's just the thing that like takes me out of it, especially after like a such a solid build to the end and then and the amazing ending of the movie. I'm I always spend like five minutes thinking about like, come on, man. Like this isn't 
like he's fine. He's just cool. He just shot himself in the head and he's and he's good regardless if it came out the cheek or whatever. But yeah, I you know, I'm I'm heavily nitpicking here, but that's that's the one thing to me that always takes me out of this movie. And I wish we could change somehow. Well, I think that's a good nitpick. I mean, how many people do good. survive a fucking bullet hole to the cheek? But maybe I don't know. I feel like that would wreck his teeth too, like with the gun, like the the recoil. Jesus. Yeah, like, and and just the fact that he's he's fine, like not he shot himself in the head, but he survived because they got him to the hospital quick enough. Like he shot himself, had a little bit of a a sore throat for like you know two sentences, and then was just good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm nitpicking, but. That's what I always come back to with this movie. Yeah, he was getting some gauze. They were getting gauze from him, so he was all right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot they got they're getting the gauze. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool, and this isn't like make it better, but like almost like spin-off esque. But to see this movie from Marla's perspective, like I think that'd be cool. And maybe even maybe she even has a split personality, so it could be four of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Getting Christopher Nolan to direct that one. Yeah, right. Jesus. Uh, Robbie, you got anything? Yeah, like I said before, maybe maybe trim trim the fat a little bit. Fifteen yeah. minutes, maybe make it like. But did liposuction fat? Yeah, to make it to make the soap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe more scenes about making soap. That was a cool scene, and uh, <laughs> maybe like less t- testicular cancer um, meeting groups. You yeah. could you could have trimmed a couple of uh, meeting groups down a little bit. We need every fucking. We need a tuberculosis meeting group. You could have, could have uh, calmed that down. They and definitely do, could have. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was all broken up. That's when uh, the woman goes up to the microphone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, I have all say. different types of lubes and pornography. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping she got laid. <laughs> the the skeleton in Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shit, I just had something and now I lost it. Fuck. Sorry, oh. I screamed into the microphone. No, that's okay. Testicular um, cancer, tuberculosis, meeting groups. Mm, fuck, I don't know. Uh, oh, um, I mean, this is definitely because of the age we live in, but I did not love this scene with him talking about shooting up the office. Oh yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah, I mean, it was a good scene the way he acted it, but I was like, Ooh. yeah, that and the uh, him. We forgot to mention the scene of him beating the shit out of himself in front of his boss. That was a good scene. <laughs> that. that was a good scene. That was very well acted. Yeah. Um. So, should we play America's favorite and fastest growing game? Hey, less. <laughs> <laughs> who would we cast with a young Matt Damon to make this movie better Robbie, Robbie. Oh, like, he, oh that's tough man um, I'm gonna have to go with the guy that I hated from the beginning whoever that guy was that side on the uh, the front porch for about 15, 15 days okay. I didn't like him at all you just put Matt Damon in that role you give, you give him a little bit make him Tyler and the narrator's left and right hand man, I guess, since they're yeah. dual personalities. Yeah. 
and you just have him be like a little little more of a leader and and you know get everybody into the uh into the cold i would have taken matt damon as young young matt damon fit shredded already was about to be you know wanted for this role anyway um a little casting what if matt damon was considered so get him in a role as a as a little bystander in the background and have him do some damage here and there because the guy would have acted his ass off and that guy, even though he was in a couple of scenes, just really fucking annoyed me. Agree. Right. I'm going to go ahead and cast the young, maybe not as shredded, but a little more uh, emaciated Matt Damon in the role of Chloe, begging for sex <laughs> at the support group. <laughs> yeah, but he wouldn't have had to beg. He ain't too proud to beg either. They, they would have been fucking <laughs> smashing and dashing. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Benny got got any? So, so imagine a young Matt Damon, fresh out of MIT, oh, uh, rise in the ranks in the corporate world. Okay, and he's just got this young, or not a young. He's got this disgruntled employee who's okay. coming in all bloodied at work, and he's leaving weird things in the photocopier, <laughs> making vague threats about shooting up the office sending uh, haikus me, to everybody <laughs> yeah give me young matt damon as uh richard chesler the regional manager of the office this is no knock on zach greenier or yeah, greenier greenier uh, i thought he was good in the role but give me matt damon as as the manager of the movie because those scenes between eddie norton and young matt damon would have been electric uh and i would have loved to see that some would say rounders esque Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's why you're you. <laughs> a little re or a little re- reunited. It feels so yeah. good. Yeah. A little peaches and herbs. That's right. Make a managerial decision. <laughs> or how about um, you just don't bring me every little stupid thing that comes across your desk? <laughs> no. Um, and you know what's funny? Speaking of that piece of paper, we did not once talk about the rules of Fight Club. Well, you're not supposed to talk about it, baby. That's yeah, true. Why That's why we did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we need to talk about with this delightful film? I feel good. I think we said it all. Had sure. some serious conversations. We've had some fun conversations. We have yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> Anytime we talk about Matt Damon, that's a good conversation in my book. <laughs> that's a great fucking day. <laughs> Imagine, imagine, and I know it's highly unlikely, but imagine we do make a little noise in the podcast world and it somehow gets to Matt Damon's desk that we're casting him in all these fucking. (laughs) (laughs) He'd love it. He'd come on the show. Oh, he'd come on. Matt, I know you're listening. Come on. Bring your buddy Matt, uh, Ben Affleck. We'll talk. Yeah, you got nothing to do. I mean, hey, and I know we're bringing this up way late in the podcast, but. That everyone's on strike. Come watch old movies with us. Yeah. Subscribe, follow. We'll we'll get you through the strike. And Did Matt, you... you got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Come come hang out with us. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about Dogma. Great film that you're in. Someone brought we'll that do... up. Was that Aya the other day? Yeah. yeah. We'll do a fucking Matt Damon month, babe. I'll do it. Be a Matt it. Damon fucking decade. Yeah, <laughs> let's change the name of this podcast to the the Matt Damon podcast. <laughs> Not you, Sean. Uh. <laughs> Not you, Sean. Oh, oh my god. god, please. 
Fucking I, I rewatch that fucking tears galore. Dust Dust City in this house. Get the dust buster out. <laughs> every time that movie's on, I'll watch it. Every time. Uh, I fucking love that movie. It's the fucking best, man. Robin Williams is the fucking best. That's probably one of my that might be my number one favorite scene in any movie. That, oh yeah. That, that, that bench scene. It's amazing. Amazing. And it's and it's so fucking true. And I and I think about it in my life not often but often enough where i'm like you know experiences really make you who you are versus you know like he said i could read anything in some fucking book yeah yeah but hey. here we are looking up plot summaries so we don't have to watch the fucking things <laughs> <laughs> i read yeah, that counts as reading whatever i do you know what the sistine chapel smells like i look up the fucking spoilers for fucking the Bernie Madoff documentaries. That's right. Uh, I'm sure we could find out what it smells like from the internet anyway. That's true. I can look it up right now. Yeah. Siri, what is what is the Sistine Chapel smell like? Ghost. <laughs> weird. Old pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going then. Yeah. Um. Well, hope if you lasted this long, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed our political commentary on Fight Club as well as all the stuff we talked about. But if we missed anything, please let us know. LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. See all the cool posts we make, mostly Benny. Um, and hopefully we'll see Bartmeister again in the comments. Suck it, Bartmeister. Suck I'm it, happy, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. We love you. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night, toxic masculinity, or good morning. <laughs> uh, with enough soap, one could blow up just about anything. You're not your fucking khakis. <laughs> <laughs>